0: About Santa Claus. He brings presents to all good boys and girls. Hey, <laughs> your daddy told you that, didn't he? Well, I tell you something. <laughs> Santa Claus only brings presents to them that's been good all year. To the ones that ain't done nothing naughty, naughty. All the other ones, all the naughty ones, he punishes. What about you, boy? You have been good all year? You see Santa Claus tonight? You better run, boy! You better run for your life! Oh, you want to play Psycho Killer? Can I be the helpless victim? Okay, let's see. No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel.
1: I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane?
0: Look at me, Damien! It's all for you! I am the eater of woods and of children!
1: You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm um, Matt. Uh, and this is episode number 80, Silent Night, Deadly Night. And we promised it, and we're delivering. This is a special... That's right, a throwback
1: to October already.
2: <laughs> a special uh, Greatest October bonus. We still c- haven't quite gotten over the fact that our solo episode for the fog got you know, corrupted the oh, yeah. file and we couldn't That's use it. Tough. We had to combine our last two October episodes into one, so we wanted to do one more special horror movie yes. here. Although it's not like <laughs> it's not like we don't do horror other times of the year, but
1: well... Whatever. Yeah. We make it up as we, we go along. We felt like people were uh, shortchanged a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Other people, though, maybe groaning if they're not as big of a fan of the horror genre. Well, we ha- this won't be our only Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot for this choice in particular for everybody to enjoy
2: (laughs) yeah it's a real crowd pleaser (laughs) of a pick um so yeah uh follow the show on twitter at greatest pod and subscribe on itunes and continue to spread the word because we are 80 episodes deep and we are inching our way towards 100 that's right (laughs) which i don't know why that's a big deal but well it would be cool though it
1: certainly would be cool it would be cool, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see the numbers go up a little bit before we hit 100.
2: I feel like uh, the last couple have been okay.
1: Yeah, high fidelity got out of the gate like real fast, but then kind of fell on its face. Well, I mean, there's only so many listeners. That's true.
2: <laughs> it's not gonna, you know, we're not um, we're not climbing up the iTunes some charts
1: buzz, just yet. Uh, over the House Bunny episode, though, I will say the words "best episode yet" were said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's a plus. Yeah. As of as of this recording, I I have not gone back and listened to the House Bunny episode yet, so I don't well, I can't chime in on that thought yet.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I haven't listened to it either, but
2: I mean, obviously, and we've talked about this before, and I'm sure that it's not going to matter because the people. Who do this aren't listening but just because you haven't seen a movie that we're talking about doesn't mean that you should <laughs> no listen. one for this one <laughs> yeah we literally have zero listens for this episode people but. are like this is a
1: bonus <laughs> <laughs> yeah well Although for us i mean obviously no one ever wants us to hear you know no one ever wants to hear us reference halloween 3 again but it is one of those things it's like halloween 3 is a movie that you watch every halloween Silent night deadly night every christmas <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean these are just these should be more widespread traditions right. I think. Household
1: uh, selections.
2: Yeah, I mean it all depends like I don't know sometimes it's like when I think about our listeners only listening to ones that they've seen or the most popular picks that we do or whatever but it's like I don't know what people expect then. It's like are right. we only supposed to be doing like you know, Jurassic Park, Marvel Universe. Well, how about uh, you start Star a show
1: and do the ones you want to do?
2: <laughs> no, how about you just listen to every episode because we are the entertaining part, oh, not the absolutely. Pic. <laughs> I mean, you might forget that sometimes. We might forget it sometimes. Well, but yeah. I mean, yeah, come on, people. Just listen, <laughs> please. <laughs> All right, so Silent Night, Deadly Night is a horror classic, kind of one of those cult movies that build up like an underground fan base because of the controversy surrounding it when it was first released. Shockingly, not that... I mean, 1984, to me, doesn't seem like that long ago. I mean, maybe to some of our listeners it does, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, it seems, but the way that like some of these news stories that like it was leading the CBS national news with Dan Rather talking oh, yeah. about the
1: controversy around this movie. It is shocking that there was any controversy because it's like you watch this is it's like who would take this seriously in any way? People did not. There I, is nothing disturbing about this. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know about that, <laughs> except for. The fact that this movie got made, really,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I could, I, I would definitely say that in our very sensitive times of two, 2017, there might be some people that would be offended
1: by that. <laughs> That's true. Scene I, fr- I forget on the about road. the beginning of the movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, this movie really is kind of separated into three parts. There's Billy as a small child, about like, f- yeah, five. It's almost like a- then there's Billy as like more around. 10 and then there's Billy as like 18. Yeah, and a that's, Stud. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he looks
2: it's older than like, 18 um, for sure. It's kind of
1: like a similar format to like a uh, Place Beyond the Pines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it not Um yeah, I mean okay, so famously this movie was released on the same weekend as A Nightmare on Elm Street and it outperformed Nightmare on Elm Street in its opening weekend at the box office, but then TriStar bowed to the pressure mounting from all these like parent groups oh, and censorship groups. They decided it the was
1: okay to stick with the one about child molestation, basically.
2: Yeah, but you're not. I guess you're not understanding what the controversy was. It's not the content of the film per se. It's that it's making Santa Claus look like the killer. Santa Claus isn't but, real. <laughs> yeah, but. Lots of kids believe in it. Right. It was upsetting children, which was then upsetting their parents,
1: and those are the type of groups that get the most well, traction. why don't we just let children start ruling the world? <laughs> We're <laughs> supposed to just bow down to what <laughs> kids want?
2: Well, it was more like their parents wanted it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Stop coddling
1: these kids.
2: It's that they would take <laughs> an idea like A Nightmare on Elm Street, like a Friday the 13th, like a Halloween and they would apply it to something sacred like Santa Claus and Christmas. Yeah, I know. I That's mean, what the issue is. Not like, I mean, granted the unrated version of this is like kind of gory, but that wasn't the version that
1: was in theaters anyway, so I don't know. I'm being contrarian here. I understand. Well, kind of. <laughs> um I would say this movie kind of falls into a fairly uh, new category for me, which is movies in which uh, there's scenes that have been added back into the Blu-ray that weren't really finished. Which is movies that have well, kind they of were started-
2: finished, but they were they were like taken from like different like negatives and stuff. They're not able to really be put into HD so in that's- any
1: way kind of new to me that that little added bonus uh from blu-rays that i've had the privilege of screening with you over the past year or so that one where like the boom is like the boom (laughs) mic is like in the shot (laughs) what was that satan's blade yeah that's possible future (laughs) up yeah i think you (laughs) made it like 15
2: minutes into that movie
1: i don't (laughs) know is that the one that they're in like the cabin in like the the hill or what yeah and there's all sorts of like robberies and home invasions going on kind of yeah yeah it's
2: really bad that wasn't really the type of movie that would have been released in the theaters whereas silent night deadly night was right and honestly is like a pretty fun borderline exploitation slasher type movie you know it's ridiculous but it's funny it's you know not really scary in any way shape or form but it's more just like um it kind of traffics in things that are a little bit taboo especially in today's society you know (laughs) like rape (laughs) well not just that there is like kind of like rapey moments and things like that but that they're kind of done in like a sleazy way where it's just like yeah, this is, like, horrible that this is happening to this woman, but, oh, her boobs are out, and they're kind of flopping all over the place. Isn't that cool? Like, so that kind of thing? Yeah, not
1: that bad. <laughs> all right, so I guess we should get into it a little bit. I will say, I do like the first act of this movie the most. Okay, yeah, the first act is kind of... It's uh, certainly the creepiest. Yeah, it's its actually...
2: The whole, like, opening with him
1: is, like, with Billy as, like, the five-year-old is right. like, creepy. yeah. Um, The part, which I'm sure you're going to get to just in a second here, but when he's with the grandpa, mm -hmm. I mean, that would frighten the shit out of me if I had been this kid. Forget him even saying anything. He just has this kind of dead, stoic look to him. (laughs) He's just a a scary old dude.
2: Okay, so the year is 1971. Uh, Little Billy and his family go to visit a nursing home where Billy's grandfather is catatonic, and he lives there, and he hasn't talked or, or moved or really done anything in a long time. Right. For some reason, unbeknownst to the viewers, uh, his parents, they have a little baby, too. They take The parents and the baby go and talk to one of the uh, hospital personnel and leave Billy alone with the grandfather, and that's when his grandfather springs to life. And he tells Billy that Christmas Eve is the scariest night of the year. Right. And that he has to be afraid of Santa Claus and run in the opposite direction. And he only gives presents to children who have been good all year, but punishes the ones who have been naughty no matter how briefly. So it kind of plants this idea
1: into the head of Billy. You've really been uh, holding this in, Grandpa. I mean... (laughs) He's been catatonic all these, well, however much time has passed, and that's what he uh, comes back to say. Now, this scene, what is his motive here?
2: I don't know, and it honestly is never really explained. (laughs) Uh, And I think what makes this scene particularly creepy is the performance of the actor playing the grandfather, who is so into it, right, and like... He is like a really full getting, Meryl Streep on this. his like eyes are getting moist with like tears almost, <laughs> and he's just like so into it and like the kid doesn't know how to react and it's just like,
1: What? Yeah, really. I mean the performance on a whole other level than <laughs> anyone else in this movie. Well, let's be
2: fair to Billy's mom. <laughs> um
1: now you point out while we're watching this What's good, Mom? Well <laughs> Yeah. But also, <laughs> uh, they're driving here. It seems like they're on a kind of a long trip to get here. Yeah. They walk in, see Grandpa for two seconds, and then they're like, all right, Billy, stay here. We're going to go talk to the doctor. Come back after this little uh, announcement or speech from Grandpa. And then they're just like, all right, Billy, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, And then they're driving home into the night. So as you were pointing out, it's long enough that Mom has to take a nap on the ride home but they literally drove there and visited for a total of four minutes
2: yeah it does kind of seem like why did they even bother because a they knew the grandfather was they couldn't have called the doctor (laughs) yeah it was strange yeah of course the grandfather as soon as the parents come back in kind of returns back to that catatonic state and now on the ride home billy kind of is start starting to say like kind of creepy fucked up shit about Santa Claus. And then he flat out tells his parents like, hey, this is what
1: grandpa said. And they're like, what? Grandpa's a crazy old man or whatever. What does the mom say that infuriates Billy? Well, yeah, it's more just like,
2: well, no. I mean, for me, the initial thing is that they just believe him outright.
1: Right. But she says something and then Billy is like, you don't say Bad things about old people, or whatever. <laughs> Remember, he like yeah. flips out.
2: He accuses his mom of being naughty, which I mean, good lord. Uh,
1: <laughs> there's all kinds. you would certainly of, accuse her of the same.
2: <laughs> there's all kinds of weird uh, sexual tension in the car <laughs> from that point <laughs> forward. <laughs> but like, this is when they encounter like a roadside. Robbery, like we did get a like a quick scene of like a guy dressed as Santa Claus robbing a convenience store, right? And now we see him like pulled over on the side of
1: the road during this robbery. By the way, when uh, you know, he just straight up shoots the gas station attendant, (laughs) and he's like thirty (laughs) two dollars or whatever, (laughs) killing him and getting away with thirty two dollars. Although that was the thing, it's like well. Once he got away from the scene, they were never going to catch him. Well, to him.
2: be fair, like the clerk was pulling a gun, so he had, he had to act, but why would the clerk be pulling a gun over $32? <laughs> it's like just give it to him. Yeah. Good lord. Right. And now Billy's family encounters this guy pulled over on the side of the road. His either his car has broken down or this was all some sort of elaborate ruse. It's never really explained, but he gets, you know, he is dressed as Santa Claus and he pulls over. Or he pulls the family over to like help him and shows his hand pretty quickly. Well, Billy's freaking out. Yeah. Like, don't do it! Don't do it! Right, the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, his grandfather's warning ringing in his head, I guess, and uh, pulls up. It's like Billy Bob Thornton dressed as Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the uh, the guy dressed as Santa immediately shoots. Uh, the father as he's like trying to drive away once he sees the gun and then billy runs across the street leaving his mother like alone in the car with the baby who's just crying and it's kind of like <laughs> honestly it kind of reminded me of that scene from under the skin with like the baby just crying on the beach oh yeah that alone. is alone
1: haunting
2: because there's just like a baby sitting in this car uh the guy
1: the criminal pulls a switchblade out and pulls the mother out of the car now we've watched this before upon re-watching it but I believe we started to talk about it, but I was thinking for a second. I'm like, does he just straight up murder this baby? No. Right. <laughs> Which was revealed to me mere minutes later.
2: Well, yeah, it seems, though, like if you don't pay like super close attention, it is it does kind of seem at first like this baby's just never mentioned. That was again. the thing
1: because I was like, I don't remember the baby being a factor down the line, so he must just get killed here. Well, yeah, it's more
2: like when they jump into the future, they get a little wonky with the age differential between oh, yeah. Billy and his brother. It starts to not make any sense. Well. But, yeah, they pull mom out onto the street and they, like, rip her shirt open her tits just falling all over the place. <laughs> I mean, mom is like a knockout. Let's just be honest. Yeah, mom's looking good. Yeah, it seems like kind of an... I don't really know why this guy, like, ripped her shirt open because then he just, like, slits her throat
1: it's a bizarre uh, choice I would say um, because I, I guess he just had to get a look before <laughs> Jesus <laughs>
2: mom's big naturals um, um, yeah, yeah they I, it, whenever we watch this the, between the first time and then now like I was kind of the, under the impression that he rapes and murders the mother which obviously would be much more traumatic sexually assault yeah well yeah i'm not (laughs) i'm not downplaying it but i'm just saying like it's kind of just weird because in my mind like later after the first viewing last year it was like you know i guess in my head i'm like well don't he i remember her shirt getting ripped open so he must have like raped her or something but like it all happens very quickly and then he just slits her throat so i guess this and billy is watching the entire time yeah he gets he saw look. his father get shot he sees his mother get her throat slit oh, that... and
1: then the guy his father just an awful getaway attempt when he tries to <laughs> throw the car into reverse and drives backwards into a ditch well he was shot at well that point. <laughs> i don't think we can confirm when exactly he was killed <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, it kind of just cuts from like that guy. The Santa Claus comes across the street, like he's gonna come after Billy, and Billy's like hiding under a bush. But like, it's pretty easy to see him. And that kind of just cuts to the future, right? Like we don't. It's gonna left unresolved as to what happened. You don't know there. what happened
1: to Billy. You don't know what happened to the baby. Uh, I guess the robber, Santa Claus, murderer dude must have just ha- had like a real thirst for blood, because. I really feel like the killing of all these people wasn't necessary to his goal. Well, yeah, it seems... Okay, so if you freeze it in that
2: moment where he's coming across the street to get Billy, you're like, well, how does this play out from here? Because we, we know three years later in 1974, Billy and his little brother Ricky are in an orphanage. That's where we end up. How did we get to that moment? Yeah, Because clearly if the thief, the Santa Claus thief guy really legitimately had car troubles, then he was probably just trying to hijack their car and take it. Right. So the baby is still in the car. He's killed both parents and left their bodies pretty much anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So how does the baby and little Ricky in the middle of winter in
1: Utah... In a field in Utah. How do they end up being saved from this right. point? Like You would think uh, some some degree of like frostbite or something would have... I don't know. They might have lost some limbs So or you have
2: something. to think, all right, so the thief then takes the baby out of the car and gives the baby to Billy. <laughs> here, and take then, this. I'm out. Wa- yeah, here, walk back to that gas station I robbed, wherever that was. Yeah. I'll take your car Where there's- just assume that since you're a kid, you're not going to be able to remember what I look like now that I've got three murders under my yeah. belt.
1: Walk back to the gas station where there is the other person I killed yeah
2: I don't know yeah, i'm 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 really failing to see how Billy and Ricky could survive this like I don't, I don't really even if the guy doesn't kill them how do they where are they gonna go he's he doesn't even seem old enough to carry his baby I brother. guess
1: at some point some guy in a pickup truck is gonna come down the street and there's uh carnage what there's a car that's been backed into a ditch if he doesn't take that if he was truly having car troubles, there's the other car just pulled over. <laughs> And yeah, a know. topless mom with her throat slit. <laughs> topless mom.
2: <laughs> anyway, though, we don't know how, but Billy and Ricky I end like up how with I was this like, This movie is
1: not disturbing
2: at all. <laughs> topless mom with her throat slit, <laughs> which uh,
1: sounds like another movie you would own.
2: <laughs> I think I do have the Blu-ray for that over there.
1: <laughs> I um, think did a nice 4K scan for that.
2: <laughs> um, so now they're in this weird 70s orphanage. Um, run by Mother Superior, <laughs> which I love that name every time. Who just like loves beating child ass? Which,
1: yeah, which I said when we were watching it. I was like, Mother Superior—is that her name or position? And she's <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the Catholic Church or whatever. I don't, I don't know how
2: the nunhood. Work. <laughs> uh, it seems like it'd be a like a title, but yeah. I don't know. You're striving to be Mother Superior. Uh, so she's got to like. A hard on for discipline. Yeah, there is Sister Margaret. You think who's uh, like the younger sister, and she kind of sympathizes with Billy and and tries to help Billy. But Billy obviously is having a lot of post traumatic stress from his ordeal
1: from three years earlier because think, he
2: was old enough to kind of remember what what happened.
1: Yeah. Now Billy's sort of an odd looking kid at this point.
2: Yeah, it's not <laughs> great, but in a weird way, though, it's kind of realistic because like most kids kind of look awkward and gangly that's true yeah it's just typically in movies we would see good-looking kids (laughs) (laughs) but he's always like oh boy uh, yeah kevin spacey over here yeah i mean (laughs) you know you know what i mean though like ones that don't have weird teeth and weird hair oh yeah
1: well weird hair i mean i have awful (laughs) hair now but like if i wasn't rocking a billy haircut Earlier in my life. I mean, look at any picture of me. I don't want to. Yeah. Well, who would? But, you know, maybe I can find one and post it out there. But I had this ridiculous kind of mullet thing. It's going like on a for rat years, and It's like, mom, what were you thinking? Why were you doing this to me? I also knocked out one of my front teeth like really early. So for years, I only had one front tooth. Just a horrifying looking kid. <laughs> Oh man. And it didn't turn out much better. <laughs> um so <laughs> Jesus. Do you think like Mother Superior like had one of those 50 shades of gray relationships at one point? Do you think like she was like the Kim Basinger character? No. I mean, why is she so into this? I just think like they're trying to get across
2: the idea that like you know, it's maybe like a stereotypical thing, but just like... The, the oppression the, the sa- of her lifestyle. The like sadistic nuns that are oh, out there yeah. that kind of like...
1: Beating kids in the heads hit, with rulers. Hit, r- hit
2: people with rulers or whatever. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. I mean... Because like Billy draws like
1: Evils a f- of church-going
2: people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy draws like a fucked up Christmas picture. Of like Santa and a reindeer being killed in like a bloody way, and like
1: if my kid came home with that, I'd be like, "This is great. It's going on the fridge." Well, they, they you
2: see, they aren't coming home because they uh. live at this orphanage. <laughs> That's
1: right. Oh, the
0: poor
2: and the teacher turns souls. him over to Mother Superior, who tells him he has to stay in his room until she says he can come out. Now, Sister Margaret, on the other hand, though, tells Billy he can leave,
1: and it seems like Billy ends up getting in trouble for something that Sister Margaret really, Sister Margaret really put everything bad that happens for Billy after the first act, Sister Margaret kind of at fault.
2: Yeah, she's like a...
1: Putting the chess pieces in place. She's a
2: well-meaning but ultimately horrific influence on Billy's life. (laughs) Because what happens is she tells Billy to go outside and play with the other kids, but as Billy's going outside, he hears the clear sounds of people fucking, (laughs) not so discreetly, (laughs) in the orphanage. Loud
1: Moaning while everyone is under the same roof here. I mean, well, all the kids are supposedly outside playing. Yeah, I but I mean, where the, the it can't just be Mother Superior and Sister Margaret. There's other nuns here. Well, that's well, this is where the big
2: confusion comes in for us. Because who are these people? We fucking? don't know who these people are. <laughs> we don't know if they're like supposed to be like a nun and like a secret boyfriend because like
1: nuns aren't allowed to have sex. My but initial takeaway was that, but upon this second viewing it it seems like that doesn't really make sense yeah because
2: granted mother superior overhears them and then just starts beating them both with a (laughs) belt (laughs) but belt beating aside you would think that it would be like a bigger deal if like a nun was like going against her vows or whatever like she'd be kicked out basically right so i don't know i'm thinking like the idea is that they're like older teenagers who live at The orphanage, which is fucked up because we see them basically both nude. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, are they supposed to be eighteen? I don't understand what's happening.
1: I don't know. It's kind of glossed over there.
2: Yeah, there's no explanation ever given as to who they are. Billy over Billy looks through a keyhole, and then he ends up getting in trouble for that.
1: Billy's still pretty old when he lives at the orphanage, right? Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. We don't know if he's still.
2: Yeah, we don't know where he's living whenever he's eighteen. But it's. There's not a, shockingly in Silent Night, Deadly Night, there's not a whole lot of attention paid to all the details.
1: Now, Sister Margaret, kind of a stone-cold fox, I would say. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. I wouldn't go over the top about well, it. Well, in a movie like this. I wasn't a huge fan of her hair. Well, yeah, once she loses the nun, <laughs> whatever that is that the they wear. that Yeah, or whatever. That situation. It's certainly a little bit more revealing of maybe her age.
2: Well, okay, so then Mother Superior ends up like beating Billy with a belt, too. I guess for leaving his room, it's kind of unclear if he's getting in trouble just because he was watching those people fuck. I don't know.
1: Any chance to really uh, hit Billy seems...
2: <laughs> <laughs> so then Billy's kind of fucked up, but then we get the big moment of like uh, a man in a Santa Claus suit visiting the children on Christmas morning. Billy's freaking out. Mother Superior tries to like force Billy to sit on his lap, which I mean is <laughs> kind of weird. The whole idea of like putting your kids on a stranger's lap usually like a derelict Seems like a bad a idea. homeless man. What? I mean a wino it's, it's, it's who's just be... found work for this Christmas season.
1: <laughs> it's got to be better now, but it's like you think about like the background checks or <laughs> yeah. lack of that of people were pretending on. to be Santa in the 70s and was like, it was like the wild west for homeless drunks <laughs> for pedophiles all they had to do was grow a beard well no i and mean not a, lot, even that. a lot of
2: times it was just most a times it's beard. a fake beard uh, yeah i mean what a ruse yeah i mean honestly if you were like a child molester <laughs> that's like you know a free that's know. like
1: their rom springer <laughs>
2: Yeah. Okay. Nicely put. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that—that's the thing, though. You like you say, oh, the background checks might be better now, but it's like I still think it's like really bizarre. Yeah. Who
1: hires those people? Just like people that hope. I guess people that organize events at malls.
2: Like, I'm not throwing shade on every kind-hearted person that might be volunteering their time to do this kind of thing. Maybe
1: the listeners think we're a little bit cynical when it comes (laughs) to this stuff.
2: I understand that probably the vast majority are fine people who maybe have their own personal demons but aren't pedophiles. (laughs) (laughs) They might be drunks or
1: something. but Yeah, or maybe they just want to do something nice. Yeah. That could exist. But I I... am
2: saying that like... Be it's worried so weird, though. though. Yeah,
1: come on. At least think about it. <laughs> so,
2: you know, Billy punches Sin in the nose. <laughs> I did like the fact that that guy is a grown man and a five or Just like a ten-year-old punches him in the a nose. Five-year-old <laughs> and he goes to the ground and is bleeding.
1: <laughs> Overselling the shit out of it. <laughs> and so then,
2: uh, I guess Billy is. Another punishment might be imminent and then we kind of cut to 10 years later in the spring of 1984. We have um, an ad- adult Billy. Now, the description on Wikipedia here is saying he leaves the orphanage to find a normal life and obtains a job as a
1: stock boy at a local toy store thanks to Sister Margaret. So, Leaves unclear by what you see on screen. Though. Right. Sister Margaret very much kind of leading him.
2: Yeah, well, she's helping him find a job. She's put the maybe, wheels in
1: motion here.
2: But maybe he wouldn't be living at the orphanage if he has a job. That's so true. She's kind of like right. helping the transition. Yeah, I don't it's like know. a halfway home. They're, they're like, college is not in your future, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: but we have the perfect place we were for you—a like tech
2: <laughs> <laughs> situation at the store. Well, first, it's we, a bizarre toy store. Let's just say that.
1: I guess we should. Uh. Quickly touch on this. So it starts with uh, Sister Margaret talking to the owner of the store, at least at, or manager. I don't unclear. I I think he's probably the owner. It seems like a small business yeah, situation. I would say so. Um, and she's kind of like describing. Okay, yeah, I've got this kid leaving the orphanage or whatever that she's actually saying, and I need to <laughs> find him a job. That would really have messed up our other conversation if she actually said the words i've got this kid he's leaving the orphanage but uh the owner dude is just like yeah no thanks i'm not in the market for kids i he's don't like, need, i got a
2: job but it's for a man yeah
1: i need someone who can like move boxes and like it's like a big, cut hunky, from marble man. just like <laughs> you know wax all over his body <laughs> looking good and she's like well, why don't you get a look at Billy? Why don't you meet him at least? And he's, he's like, like yeah, "No, no, I'm not interested. I, I have no interest in kids." And then uh, Billy comes on screen, just kind of a strapping young lad, <laughs> yeah, big guy. The owner changes his tune real quick. Oh yeah, and, and there's I'm, definitely like a subtle, yeah, I mean, kind of like gay
2: question mark moment there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say I don't know if he's ever like experimented, but he's thought about it.
2: It's either that or he's just like, "Oh, this is great. I can pay this kid shit wages to do like real hard labor. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna exploit the shit out of him. Right. So it's one or the other. (laughs) Because you don't get like a good sense from this manager guy. He definitely is a creep in one form or another. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you know, he meets Pamela and he's got a crush on her and he has like a sexual dream that's very similar to the kind of coiled embrace of the two lovers from the orphanage that Billy was spying on, you know, 10 years prior in his dream with Pamela. It's like the ra- they're both completely nude like wrapped around each other. <laughs> either that or that's just what the director thought that sex was. I don't know. It's either he was m- mimicking what he had seen earlier or the director's like, "All right, we have two sex scenes and this is what sex is. All right. Get completely nude and wrap around each other in a weird way where we don't see your genitals
1: and go." Well, Billy's sent to the back to work with uh, this other dude that works there. Now, his job, very unclear. He has a desk in the back. and He, he kind of seems just... like maybe the stock supervisor. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Supervising what?
2: I mean... He's wearing, like, cowboy boots and jeans and just sitting at a desk with his feet up most of the time. kind of looks like
1: a young Joe Pesci from Casino, where he's yeah. got, like, the big hair. <laughs> yeah, he's
2: got, like, kind of a... Um, yeah, I don't know what you would call it, but Pompadour.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, the music playing in the toy store when we first kind of arrive in that scene. Great. And as we found out recently, original score for this movie. Yeah, pretty fun. Right. Music. (laughs) Uh, Knock off Kenny Rogers.
2: Yeah, kind of a Kenny Rogers sounding voice, maybe. I mean, if we can get our hands on that music.
1: Oh, I'm sure we can. You think it's out there? Probably. All right. That could show up.
2: But, like, it's clear that Billy is kind of shy and awkward, and he's not really going to make a move on Pamela, who's sweet to him, but, you know. And she's probably sexually attracted to him, because as we pointed out, right. Billy is like a stud. But, Absolutely. You know, he's just, like, quiet and doesn't say anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, the owner wasn't the only guy who, like, perked up when he came on screen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh
2: through, like, a chain of events, um the... The store's regular Santa Claus gets injured the night before Christmas Eve, I guess, and so Billy's boss, uh, Mr. Sims, makes Billy play Santa Claus, which, of course, is a big traumatic moment because Billy's been having all these horrible flashbacks to his parents' murder. He has a hang-up about Christmas and Santa Claus, unbeknownst, kind of, to the people that work at the store right now sister margaret knew this and we don't that's the weird thing about jumping 10 years we know that he punched a santa claus in the face 10 years ago but we don't know how all the christmases were in between true so you would think that maybe sister margaret would have warned them like hey uh, santa claus and christmas is kind of a weird thing for this one yeah that's not a great area maybe stray away from that because at some point she calls the stockroom to see how Billy's doing and then that guy fake Joe Pesci's like oh he doesn't work back here anymore he's he's uh the store santa claus up front and she's just like oh fuck Uh-oh. <laughs> drama
1: so how many days uh total employment for Billy at the toy store it seems like a lot okay yeah it, because, like, there's a montage at some point i think
2: yeah um it seems like it's not quite the christmas season when he starts right and then it kind of gets into that eventually so he's been there for a few months now that
1: day where he's first uh kind of uh performing the role of santa i mean how many days does that go on or is that that is only
2: like that he's only santa claus on christmas eve i
1: think right okay that's what i wanted to get to because we know that the day of the events is christmas eve so i mean is that practical that they would have a Santa photo shoot on Christmas Eve. Well,
2: you think you'd be ruining the mystique for the kids
1: that right. believe in Santa. They're yeah. like, well, shouldn't he be out, you know, right? ready here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, kids are stupid. It's so cool that Santa's in our town the day before Christmas. <laughs> well, ki- you know, kids will believe anything. Right. Now, I mean, I understand the store being open on Christmas Eve because everybody's got to do that last minute shopping, but. Well, they only stay open till seven. Unlike some places that right. are going to be open until fucking you know eleven o'clock. Well, I believe on Christmas. this though because it was different back then. I yeah. feel like it, it. You know the the rush for commerce, <laughs> not the same anymore. So the store closes, and uh,
2: Mr. Sims like loses his shit as soon as he locks the door. He's like,
0: "Let's get shit faced." Oh face. yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most was, like,
2: over the top twitching a little bit uh he it's needed a sad weird scene going on in this toy store oh, after yeah close i mean Christmas the amount Eve. of
1: uh liquor bottles that they keep under the sales counter <laughs> they're like alarming right. i feel like there would be some issues with this i don't know the better business bureau or something someone would have an issue with what's going on here well this
2: is the sp- this is 1984 man
1: yeah it was just
2: free reign you could think that maybe they just brought the liquor in just for this party. That it's not there all
0: the
1: time. I don't know. Are you getting that vibe from the way the owners no. behaving? <laughs> he probably d- yells that every night at close. Right. To be <laughs> honest, he's usually probably like the store's open until like ten thirty. Usually, and like seven o'clock rolls around. All right, we're closed. Lock the doors. <laughs>
2: well, it seems like they would have you know families. Or something to go home to on Christmas Eve. But no, everyone's down to party. Everyone
1: wants to get shit-faced. When we
2: first start the after-work party, there's like a couple of other characters that are... Well, they're not even characters. There's a couple other employees there that kind of just yeah, they disappear at some quickly point. quickly
1: take off. It's a, kind of an attractive younger blonde woman and an older Roy Moore-looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... I don't know. I was saying to you, it seems like he must have like called dibs on her so early, but it it seemingly worked out for him because those two just kind of take off. I mean, really, the idea of like a party and like a bunch of booze and like people coupling up and taking off—I I can get behind that. I understand that, but it's like they've literally had a sip of booze at, before this starts happening.
2: Well, Andy, the stockroom manager guy, he takes pamela back to the back room kind of like luring her along with like mistletoe and she's like down to make out oh yeah which is strange because she seems she's to this point in the film we're thinking she's sweet and innocent right and now she's like i'm gonna make out with this total you and i know better
1: yeah (laughs) um yeah well that's when by the way they're making out i was kind of like oh there's been something going on here could be right could be that Andy... I was... don't know that they've gone all the way, but I think that, <laughs> well, like, you yeah, know... Yeah, it doesn't seem like No, that. no, but I, I'm not thinking that this is the first intimate moment.
2: Well, yeah, and then obviously... She looks some...
1: real comfortable at first until get... he makes her uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> we get some shots of Billy watching them kind of start to disappear around toward the back of the store, and he's kind of looking upset. Um, Mr. Sims is he's coupled off with this uh, kind of older lady who works there who seems like a complete alcoholic, insane woman. And it doesn't take long for Andy to get real rapey in the back room with Pamela. Right. I and mean, f- full on. Yeah. And I mean, attempting to rape her. Listen,
1: we understand like rape culture and creepy behavior. But when Zach says get rapey, I mean, literally, he's raping her.
2: Well, I don't know if it's like full, like it's there's been like insertion. Yet. No, no.
1: So I guess he's not full. He's on like raping.
2: he's attempting. He's on his way there. Yeah. He's well, that's that where direction. it's going. Like he, you know, not unlike Billy's poor mother, he's like ripping her shirt open. Right. Uh, uh not putting his mouth on her boobs, but yeah, rubbing so, his forehead on. Right. Him, it, kind it, of. It's
1: it's almost as if they're trying to portray that he would be kind of like. Sucking on some nips or something, but he's real yeah, he's more just like it's like he's motorboating the boob.
2: (laughs) Well, he's a rapist that's really into foreplay. Right. Apparently. Yeah. And she's of course trying to fight him off and yelling and Billy has now made his way to the back and he kind of sees this from a distance and he's having flashbacks to his mother being killed in the street (laughs) like a common dog. (laughs) <laughs> and, I mean, just a brutal death when yeah, you think about it. really. You know, he goes over and he grabs Andy, and he basically kills Andy with a string of Christmas lights. Yeah. By strangling him with them, but, but he holds him up off the ground, like hangs him with them.
1: Yeah, Billy, uh, while we are quick to note that he is a stud... He does have quite a bit of upper body strength. The amount of people that he's lifting up off the ground. I can
2: buy that he could do that physically. I don't buy that, that the tall. Christmas lights would hang out. Would, no would no. not. Snap. He doesn't look
1: that tall to me though. He doesn't look like he could Oh have... yeah, he seems pretty tall. Okay. All right. Maybe I misjudged. He seems like a pro wrestler. He's to like me. Detlef Shrimp.
2: <laughs> I was thinking he's like the big show.
1: Right. So he kills Andy. More like Kurt Hennig,
2: though. <laughs> Um, He kills Andy, and you would think, like, okay, Pamela's reaction here is <laughs> a little nuts. Because disappointing for Billy. Granted, she might be horrified that this person was just killed, even if he was attempting to rape her. But you would think, my God, this guy just killed this other guy with his bare hands. Right. I got to at least play it cool for a minute. Yeah. No. She starts freaking out on Billy and accusing him of being, like, a monster or whatever. Yep. And so Billy's like, fuck you, bitch, and just stabs her in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, all right, so apparently the rule book is thrown right out. Because to this point, we were under the impression just based off of, like, things that Billy said and then the flashes in his mind and then, like, remembering what his grandfather said and then combined with, like, how the nuns were punishing when naughty – Punish the naughty, punish the naughty. That's like over and over. So the idea here is he's that he's going to be this killer who's punishing bad people doing bad things. What what
1: exactly did Pamela do here? Not kind much, of, right? Yeah, and she <laughs> gets stabbed in the stomach. Kind of yeah, kind of an overuse of naughty and bad. Those words just kind of thrown around a lot. Well, I would I wouldn't I would disagree with you
2: if. That was like they were setting the boundaries for what was to come, and a lot of the people that Billy does end up killing fall under that, but he breaks the rule immediately with the second person, and so you're just kind of like,
1: all right, well, so that didn't really mean anything after all. And it's almost like as viewers, what are we supposed to take away from this? Is this just an act of kind of vengeance?
2: Or is this a commentary on how... Women are treated, you know, when they accuse men of rape.
1: Right? <laughs> Is it? Was it really m- ahead of its time? A very progressive. <laughs> movie, or they were actually. like, "Oh,
2: we can stab a topless girl in the stomach. It'll be fucking cool." Right? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows what they were thinking? I don't know.
1: A lot of uh, creative forces at play for this. <laughs> it wasn't just one voice. So we don't know. So then, <sighs> Billy. Uh, kind of
2: makes his way through the rest of the people. We just are down to uh Mr. Sims and um the uh, Mr. Mrs. Randall. Mrs. Randall. Just Mrs. drunk as woman. a skunk. Yeah, and I guess you could say he's punishing them for being booze hounds, although that's kind of a stretch too, but he kills Mr. Sims pretty quickly with the um pointy part of a hammer, right. <laughs> the claw part of the hammer. <laughs> just drives it into his head yeah. and
1: uh, uh the actor points out not a real hammer, <laughs> and sort of a ridiculous interview.
2: Yeah, some of the behind-the-scenes special bonus features on the Blu-ray are kind of could hilarious. be its own
0: episode of this show.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, and then we have Mrs. Randall, who really hasn't been that well established as a character before Christmas Eve. I, I think don't even she's know fun, if she though. I think she's statue. a fun time. Was she even at the store before Christmas Eve? I don't, I don't even think remember. so. Ever. No, I guess she was the one who told. Mr. Sims that the Santa Claus broke his ankle or whatever, and that they had to have someone else. So that was the day before
1: Christmas Eve. But but she's the one that kind of uh, puts up a little bit of a fight, at least.
2: Yeah, he has to track her down through the store, and then she's about she makes her way to the front door, and she's kind of maybe on the verge of escaping. Except it seems like you need a key to get out. I don't know, but she can't get out, and then <laughs> Billy shoots her with a bow and arrow, right? Which obviously I think brings up the question is why do they have a real bow and arrow in a children's toy store?
1: It's a good point. Um, (laughs) It's a good
2: point and I don't think it's really explained at all. Yeah. Why would they have that there? Right. Where did he get it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. A lot of kind of weapons available in this store. Yeah,
2: for some reason there was just an axe on the wall, like a fireman's axe. And it's like, well, yeah, I can definitely see... Most stores having an axe where anyone could grab it.
1: Just <laughs> not even like behind glass or anything. It's just like on two legs like, on a wall. Yeah, that hold it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I don't know. It's It was a wild scene in that yeah. store. And then from there. Uh Well, Sister Margaret, I guess, when she found out that Billy was Santa Claus, she was rushing over to the yeah. store. She gets Sister her- Margaret's
1: kind of taken on a uh, Dr. Loomis type
0: role here.
2: <laughs> yeah, very Dr. Loomis. Right.
1: She's like, she's the only
2: one that knows the truth. Yeah. She, for some reason, didn't feel like it was necessary to tell anyone about <laughs> Billy's past traumas. Yeah. And really,
1: now- a lot of negligence going on here on <laughs> Sister Margaret's part.
2: Yeah, I mean, and quite rightfully so. She's taking a lot of this, you know, blame on herself. (laughs) Um, From here, the movie really just devolves into just a standard slasher movie with really no rhyme or reason as to what's happening until the end of the film.
1: Yeah, leading up to the killing part, a lot of the movie does feel kind of unique. It doesn't really follow any of your normal formulas. From here on, it's almost like you could take the rest of the movie, and that could just be like any movie. Like well, it doesn't when we really.
2: W- well, we, when we watched the special features, the writer of the film said he only wrote up until right this point, and then he was like, "Yeah, the rest of it writes
1: itself." <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, at the end, some of the stuff plays back in with Billy's brother, but
2: well, yeah, the ending makes sense; it ties it all together, but. The in between from the 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 toy store till the end of the till we get back to the orphanage is, is just a random assortment of kills to characters we've never met.
1: So Billy just wanders off into town or whatever. He wanders out of town really. He's in town and he goes to like a house that seems like it's kinda out in, in the, the suburbs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he just finds a house which just so happens to have um, a teenage girl who is clearly in her twenties, uh, played by the legendary Leanna Quigley, whose right. films I own plenty of on Blu-ray. Uh,
1: legendary, I would say, certainly to the listeners of this show.
0: <laughs> certainly to Leanna the creeps Quigley. like me yeah. who
1: buy, you know, boob movies.
2: Basically, right. yeah, she's just like a an '80s actress who was just nude in pretty much any movie she was yeah. in. A uh, lot, quite of, a
1: babysitter. Yeah, well,
2: she's – this this whole sequence could have its own episode of the show as well because it's like, what is happening here? Right. Uh, she's apparently babysitting a small, adorable girl who seems like a good kid who has a nice house who – Doesn't
1: have too nice of parents, it seems. Well, that's seems. what I'm
2: getting to, whose parents – you would think would love her but apparently don't give a fuck because they're like we're getting a babysitter on christmas eve (laughs) (laughs) and then the babysitter apparently doesn't have a family either to be with on christmas eve and then the babysitter's boyfriend i would say she
1: certainly doesn't have a dad
2: (laughs) well when we first meet uh our babysitter denise she is in just panties, no top, completely <laughs> topless, yeah, on not, a pool
1: table. Not the most responsible babysitter. Yeah, I've well ever the little seen. girl is asleep. All right. I know, but it's like well she's not that asleep. She starts walking down the stairs.
2: <laughs> yeah. The dude, you know, I guess who's come over to fuck her is
1: like, Oh, wait a minute, the kid's coming down the stairs and they're like, Go back upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, she's topless and she's in her uh panties or whatever and they're kind of cut in a way that reveal a little bit of the cheek uh <laughs> but the best part about this is when she goes to get dressed and puts her jean shorts on it's almost like they're the exact same shape as the panties <laughs> yeah, they not- cover no more
2: <laughs> yeah less even you would think but <laughs> um yeah and but she doesn't put a top back on right wow well, because it's warm she, in there she's like i gotta go upstairs i think i heard something and that's when like Billy just busts in the door. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Well, how did he find these people and who are they today? I him? don't know.
1: It's just the first house he saw, I guess, even though he seemingly had to pass multiple buildings on his way out of town. Well,
2: maybe he checked on some other houses and he's like, "Nope. Right. Nobody's not yeah. here." And he's then like he's on the and <laughs> he's like, "Teenagers having sex uh should be watching the kid blah blah blah." Now, it should be pointed out that Ms. Quigley, you know, has obviously fake breasts, <laughs> which <laughs> kind of also <laughs> make it weird that she's supposed I to didn't be like catch a, that, no. a teenage babysitter. You know, they have kind of a runaround scene, and um, <laughs> Billy just ends up break or picking her up and putting her on top of, or putting, impaling her with a deer's antlers that are like, from a deer head mounted to the wall and so she's just yeah. hanging there with impaled by the deer, deer antlers some it's of a the pretty cool kill
1: methods of kills uh semi unrealistic you would say at times
2: oh yeah <laughs> and then he just takes her boyfriend and they have kind of a fight for a while and then he just throws them through a window right and he gets kind of gets impaled on some of the broken
1: glass, and as we I found guess. out they really put a lot of work into that fight scene yeah for some reason
2: <laughs> um the little girl wakes up again, and she comes out, and then they have like this very like it. It it's actually one of the best scenes in the whole film because it's so intense. Like you don't know because at this point, this movie seems sleazy enough to do anything. Where you are like, is he going to kill this little girl? Like you don't know what's about to happen. It's oh, so oh strange. right
1: yeah. One and, of the
2: things that kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. He's kind of like. In, because Billy is still like in intense kill mode and the little girl's thinking that he's actually Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. And she's that like is Did tough. she's like, Did you bring me something? And he just gives her a knife.
1: Box cutter, really, isn't <laughs> yeah, it?
2: He's just like, here, take this. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like a bloody knife.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is strange. Uh, now at some point her parents are gonna come home too. So yeah. really not like a net loss for the little girl. She just lost a babysitter and the babysitter's boyfriend.
2: Yeah, and she got a box cutter. Out right. Of the deal.
1: That's fine.
2: After that, there's well, some bullies like, stealing a oh, sled yeah. out Which in the she, woods. It's like,
1: why is this even in the movie?
2: Yeah, again, it's like these kids, there's like some younger kids. They don't seem that old. They get their sled stolen by some bullies who also don't seem like that old. It's like, why aren't any of these kids at home? It's like... What are the parents doing in this place? We I don't are, know. Utah, just no, no. Utah is a strange
1: state, really.
2: It's like they make a big deal about like Christmas and all this shit, and then it's like, are none of these families actually celebrating Christmas? It's just bizarre. It
1: what's is happening. odd. I, I don't know what's going on, but they're planning to go sledding down this hill, which looks not like a hill. It looks like they're just sitting on a pile of snow. Well, it's like cross country sledding. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which happens as uh, we get an action sequence, which they brought in the second unit director for, who's quick to point out how cold it was. (laughs) Um, And we see the dude kind of pushing his sled along with his arms. Well, I guess in
2: order to make this like a believable sequence, because Billy jumps out and decapitates one of them with an axe as he's sledding by, I guess it's like it may have been too difficult to like do that on like a steep slope
1: yeah i don't know well certainly making it believable a high it, priority but it for... is
2: weird because they filmed this entire movie in utah and you see giant mountains in the horizon almost the entire time and then they're sledding on something that basically seems like flat ground he's right. <laughs> like it seems like maybe not the best yeah time but
1: so this was basically all done just so they could have billy chop. Someone's head off while they were sledding.
2: And it's kind of a cool sequence because then, like, the one that's decapitated is still on the sled coming right. down to yeah. where the other one is. And he's like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so now Sister Margaret has, like, alerted the police. And
1: is it now the next day? Yeah. It, because it, it's daytime. Yeah. It, so be- it's
2: Christmas Day. Yeah. It's the morning. Kind of, um you know, a flashback, I guess, to. The time when the Santa Claus showed up on some Christmas Some interesting Day, things Billy with the, the weather the going face.
1: on. A cop is on his way to the orphanage. Uh, we're getting several shots of him driving with piles of snow out his car window. And then we're seeing the orphanage. Just a little bit of snow. Yeah. And a all lot right. Of grass. Well, there's some continuity issues right. with the snow. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I won't be quick to point that out. All right. This isn't The Godfather. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a crappy movie. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, everyone assumes Billy's going back to the orphanage for some reason. I don't know how they even reach this conclusion, but uh, ultimately they're right. But it is like, well, how do they? Yeah, I guess they feel like that's the logical next step for him. I wouldn't necessarily think that. I would just well, think he's on a kill spree at this yeah, point.
1: But I guess if they had to think of anyone he would be targeting, it would have to be people at the orphanage. There's no one else that Billy knows. He's killed them all. <laughs>
2: So the cop shows up just in time for a Santa Claus to be approaching the children who are at that point still outside. Right. And he's yelling for the Santa to stop, assuming that it's Billy. He ends up firing a bunch of shots into the back of the Santa, killing him Uh because the Santa doesn't stop. And we later find out that that was actually Father O'Brien, who is deaf and right. didn't hear the cop <laughs> yeah uh which it's, you know it's actually a pretty great that's how it goes moment yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> to have that like oh it's not the right santa and the reason he didn't respond to the police was he's deaf
1: right uh now this cop able to stay on duty yeah they c- he kind of just like gets... another cop or something show up and be like uh you can have the rest of the day off or, you know, this well, is kind of under there's review. There's other
2: cops on the way, but they're not there yet. Right. And they're still, despite the fact that he just killed somebody, Danger they still think that Billy's still high. up. Right. So he does get yelled at by Mother Superior, who's now like in a wheelchair. But yeah. other than that, it's just like, all right, I'm going to look around. He ends does, up
1: Mother Superior does have like a nice little zinger for him because I, I can't remember how it's said exactly, but... It's something about, well, I'm here to protect you or whatever. And she's like, people have only died since you showed up. <laughs> so
2: he goes around and he finds like an underground like heating area for this building. And like he you it kind of drags on forever where he's like looking under this thing trying to find Billy, I guess, who he assumes is there. But he isn't. <laughs> and so he. he So the point I, of that. Well. Once he walks back up the steps, he gets killed immediately, kind of like uh, Scatman and uh, oh, yeah. The Shining. Just an right. like axe to a the chest. A little nod
1: to that. <laughs> we knew the writer was a big Kubrick fan.
2: Yeah. And so Billy knocks on the orphanage door, or he doesn't even knock. He kind of just gets the attention of one of the kids, so the kid will let him in. Yeah. And like they're like, oh, what are you doing? And then it's too late. Billy's inside, and he's about to chop Mother Superior with an axe, and that's when... Uh, sister margaret and the other cop show up and the other cop shoots him so this is the second santa claus that these children have <laughs> yeah. witnessed being murdered in front of them <laughs> in the span of 20 minutes i don't know yeah
1: kind of a big day for everyone at the orphanage. Right. it's um, like it's if these kids lives weren't hard enough yeah apart from being orphans you have this crazy nun lady and you like are this crazy nun lady like ...beating you and whipping you.
2: Well, now that she's in a wheelchair, I don't know how much she's doing that. That's Who knows? true.
1: Still kind of running the joint, though.
2: Plus, maybe things got a little bit stricter in the 80s as opposed to the 70s. Now, how, We're 10 years later. Now.
1: How often are they kind of like checking in with the audience in this movie, reminding us that Billy's little brother is here?
2: <sighs> well, it's unclear because we don't really know what is happening the first time around when 10 years earlier, because it kind of seems like maybe one of the other kids is little Ricky. But now as Billy's dying and he's saying his last words, which are you're safe now, Santa Claus is gone. And he, you know, breathes his last breath. Then we get a shot of who we then realize is his younger brother, Ricky. And he's staring coldly at mother superior saying naughty, naughty, you know, Yeah. In other words, you know the whole the whole shebang has been passed on to
1: the brother now, um, who like Halloween, uh, the curse of Michael Myers.
2: (laughs) Well, like uh, his brother, who
1: witnessed his parents being
2: murdered, um, he's now witnessed a family member murdered on Christmas. But yeah, the ages don't really make sense because he's at most like four and a half years younger. Right. Than Billy yet uh he's still a very little kid now that Billy is seemingly like a full blown adult. Yeah, these two <laughs> actors look roughly
1: twenty years apart.
2: Yeah, it which made it confusing because the first time we watched it, it's kind I kinda of was under the impression that that we never really heard from that baby well, right. ever again. It's like that baby just, you know, was in the car crying and then yeah. just
1: disappeared. And it's hard for me to really remember what happens from here. This is the end of the movie, obviously, yeah. but does it just end right there in the orphanage? Yeah. Okay with, with the brother you know. credits. Yeah. Um what's the runtime on this
0: movie?
2: Um like 79 minutes or something. That's like great.
1: That. Yep. And I'll say this every moment matters. They squeeze it all in. Yeah, I mean, um one of the great efforts in filmmaking history, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of is more
2: known for the controversy that surrounded it. Um, As I mentioned, you know, the parents were fighting it. The PTA was fighting it. (laughs) The PTA? Um, The the television advertisements for this movie aired between episodes of family-friendly series such as Three's Company and Little House on the Prairie. Um, You know, I guess leading parents to complain that their children were terrified of Santa Claus. Uh, Large crowds were gathering at theaters to protest the film <laughs> and in, these were the days where protests you know like that were bad whereas i think if something like this happened now it, it would like really spark people to be interested in the film oh yeah instead you know at the time they kind of just buried it
1: they pulled it from the theaters and um
2: eventually i think it's it, too
1: bad too because it's certainly one of those movies while you know People were protesting it, and there were, like, these groups being formed. The critics loved it.
2: (laughs) No. I mean, everybody took shots at it. It seemed like everyone was kind of getting on a high horse to, you know, look down upon this film as just, like, sleazy, lowbrow kind of thing. I think it's kind of just, like, a fun movie. I mean, obviously it's not for kids, but... It's not really, whenever you compare it to, like, some of the other similar things, it's not that much worse than anything. It's just, you know, the incorporating of Santa Claus and, and kind of Christmas, I guess, which got everybody worked up. But, I mean. Yeah,
1: well, that you're going to have that. You know. People, um, they're pretty serious about their Christmas.
2: Now, one of the funny things about it was that um, believe. One of the outspoken critics of the film was the actor Mickey Rooney. Oh, really? Like wrote a letter or something or published a letter and something about talking about just how this was like the lowest of the low and just disgusting and everything. And then he would later go on to appear in Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I believe that he was in the fifth one. I don't know. They Maybe made the fourth. More of these movies? Oh, yeah. There's tons of sequels. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night 5.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it, it's just one of those things that goes to show you that, yeah. like.
1: Well, you can't turn down a payday if you're an actor. I mean, people come on. get really worked
2: up, and then it's just time goes by, and then, you know, people suddenly. All is forgiven. Yeah, people suddenly. Uh, forget you know
1: I'm trying to see you think people are going to like love Trump in a couple of years no yeah I don't see that one happening either I'm trying to see Hillary will be in his cabinet I'm
2: I'm having tra- I'm trying to track down like which one I don't know it may not have even been Mickey Rooney I don't know <laughs> I just know that there was somebody that it was Mickey Rourke actually somebody said something about something and then they were the No. either way you know yeah, I know It's just a lot of uh, hypocrisy of people on their high horses Really? I mean, come
1: on, enough <laughs> But, um, yeah, so,
2: I I like it, I think people should check it out Yeah,
1: it's yes. fun It's gonna get certainly my stamp of approval It's
2: definitely a shake-up for the
1: holidays um, So, I hope, you know, we're
2: wishing all of our listeners a Merry Christmas Yeah Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy certainly Holidays We're still going
1: to, uh, Try to squeeze one more in here before the end of the year, before the end of, or I guess before Christmas, really. Yeah. Well,
2: we have another. This is a. This is basically like part one of a two-part Christmas this special. Right. Yeah. I think I think part two is much more uh, traditional Christmas favorite. Yes. Uh, this one, you know, but it's like, but what
1: are we gonna say about it though? I mean, well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a little tease. Yeah. If that doesn't get you excited.
2: Oh, <laughs> so All right. So thanks for listening. Um, and uh, anything
1: else? No. We'll see you next time. All right. We'll see you.
0: New York City, when When the band band finished playing, playing, they held out them all. Sinatra was swinging, all the junk they were swinging. We We kissed on the corner, then danced through the the night. The boys of the end of in the choir, were singing, going by. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. (laughs) I kept them with me by I put them with my own Can't make it all alone I built my dreams around you yeah. The boys in the NYPD chorus The singing go away by And the, the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day, Day. Christmas, it was the night before Christmas, When all through the house, not a
3: creature was staring all through the house, not a creature was staring, not even a mouse. Our x-ray subject this week, the controversial Santa Claus killer movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Actually, there have been two controversies about Silent Night, Deadly Night. Even before the film was released a couple of weeks ago, its TV ad campaign caused a furor with its brief depiction of an axe carrying Santa Claus. The distributor of this film, TriStar Pictures, which is co-owned by Columbia Pictures, CBS, and Home Box Office, pulled the commercial out of release after a week of protest by parents led by a Milwaukee group. Of course, commercials like that usually die out after a week anyway, (laughs) so thanks a lot, fellas. But there's no question in my mind that the showing of Santa with an axe on free TV and commercials is sick and sleazy and mean-spirited. So let's repeat the names of the people who did it. (laughs) TriStar Pictures, owned by Columbia Pictures, CBS, and Home Box Office. Shame on you. Now, as for the film, I've got news for you. It's worse than the TV ads. Telling a typical mad slasher story about a boy who witnesses his father being shot and his mother being stabbed to death by a maniac in a Santa Claus suit. So now, the traumatized kid grows up and is asked to work in in a toy store as Santa one Christmas and it freaks him out he impales one naked girl on a set of antlers, there's another woman with a bow and arrow, and another with a knife, and yes, we even see Santa give one little girl a bloody knife as a gift and threaten another little girl with physical punishment as he sits on his lap. You might think that it would be funny, Roger, or Perry. it's played as quite thick in the film. So let me repeat the names of the writer and director and producer of this film. Michael Hickey wrote the film, Charles E. Sellier, Jr. directed it, and Ira Richard Barmack produced it. You people have nothing to be proud of, even if you made a few bucks off of all the negative publicity. Your profits truly are blood money. And Silent Night, Deadly Night now has the distinction of joining I Spit on Your Grave as one of the two most contemptible films I've seen. And I don't mean to think it's campy, it really is Mm -hmm. quite awful. I'm glad you mentioned those people's names because quite frequently they think, gee, we'll make this exploitation film, we'll be able to buy our uh, Mercedes and live in Bel Air, and nobody will ever know what we did, but I would like to hear them explain to their children and their
0: grandchildren uh-huh. that it's only a movie yeah. i think that would be a real interesting explanation